Well, it's raining cats and dog here on the bandwidth, and we are here as a group looking at all of the great things that M21 has to offer us. And we also want to be talking about some of those things that are upcoming in Magic, but also those areas where we've won big in Magic. We would like this uh, cast today to be almost story time. Uh, sitting around the campfire, having a few beers with your friends, and enjoying a time of really relaxing and talking about Magic Arbitrage uh, throughout our experiences, throughout our lives. Uh, so I'd like to welcome our friends. Uh, guys, why don't why don't we introduce ourselves? Thanks for joining me tonight. This is Father Ken. Uh, who do we have with us today? Uh, Bacon's here. I actually made it this week. Welcome, welcome. Not for a week, but I'm here now. <laughs> I'm uh, back as well, Charlie. Welcome, uh, Charlie. My uh, schedule told me I can do this to, this week, so <laughs> I'm back. Kujo's here, a.k.a. Chris, a.k.a. Wolf of Tin Street, making my rounds. <laughs> Welcome, Wolf. Thanks for joining us. Hello, Koda here. Uh, I'm back, everybody. Welcome back, Koda. How are you? Uh, how are you doing right now? Uh, doing good. The weather is raining. We're staying at home. It's good that I did not have to go anywhere. Like everybody. Whoa. It's raining here too, man. What a coincidence. <laughs> is it dogs and cats? <laughs> is it raining cats and dogs? Apparently <laughs> raining cats and dogs, yes. <laughs> perfect, I mean, perfect. It's it's the fifth day of summer here in Ireland, and uh, today it's 12 degrees with hailstorm. <laughs> yeah, but you're living in Ireland, dude. Come on, what do you expect? <laughs> it, it's summer. We're supposed to get a little bit of warmth. Hmm. Hold on, hold on. Is the guy on the lakes on the shore of Lake Superior? Is, does he is he the one with the best weather? It is 80 degrees right now, sunny with a light breeze, uh, and it's absolutely gorgeous outside. In fact, I'm kind of jealous that I can't go outside right now and just be sitting and doing this cast in underneath my <laughs> ornamental uh, crab apple. Man, that, that became visual. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I can paint some pretty good word pictures if I try. <laughs> kind of like raining cats and dogs. All right. Uh, we've had a number of different things happen in this, uh, this week in Magic's history. Uh, but before we get to those, um, what is happening as far as the $100 question for you gentlemen. Um, I've, I've been thinking about this myself, and I know I, I know I don't have that many great options myself to, to share with people. I, I tend to stick in my lane of, uh, you know, trying to find judge promos and make new judges and uh, try to turn over higher-end spec cards. Uh, but how about you guys? What, what are you finding to be uh, the cards that you would buy into this week? I hope you're talking to your dog. <laughs> if you're talking to Koda like that, that's creepy. <laughs> oh, if my mic's picking me up, yeah, I'm definitely messing with my dog. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, I think we've got it solved. All right. Oh, did you guys know dogs can get sunburns? I did not know this. Yeah, cats can have the same issue. I, I, I don't even know how he did it. This week... As per normal, the short-term pick, which is based on money right now, the mid-term, which is in that four- to six-month range, and long-term, so I'm looking for 12 months out. So in the short-term for this week, 
I'm looking at the the Mothra, the supersonic queen, but it's the luminous. Uh, sorry, it's the non-foil version of the luminous brood moth. So that's Mothra, supersonic queen. Jesus, big mouthful, isn't it? Luminous. Come on, luminous brood moth. Mothra, supersonic queen, non-foil. There we go. Uh, so this is uh, straight up uh, Europe to US arbitrage opportunity. Um, there, there must be a really big shortage of these singles in the US because the prices over there are incredible compared to here and I'm sure Charlie's got a similar story about this later on <laughs> but um, right now uh, for this this one in particular TCG lows is around that 43 to $45 range buy list at CK is supported at $28 and got it confirmed from Strike Zone that they're actually pushing theirs to $30 so the, there is already quite a large buy price just for this uh, so in, in the EU uh, these are actually starting 17 euro uh, with even some vendors having 8 to 12 listings under 20 euro each um, you could really get these for about 20 to 22 euro shipped so by the time you get these across the states you're already covered by buy list at a profit but the real the real kind of play is to just stick these on to oh put them put the price down to 40 42 dollars just sell them off straight away um, so uh, this could be treated as a midterm as well, but because there is free money on the line right now from Europe, it's just straight up. This one compared to the foil version is the non-foil version is actually more rare. There is less copies of this in the market. And you'll notice that um, the main websites like CK and CFB, they've actually pulled their foil buy list listings off. Now, I'm not sure if that's just because Charlie has sent them hundreds of copies this week. Um, so I'll jump onto the midterm. Uh, this is one that I've, we've kind of been following in the newspaper. It's it's hovered in that top 12, top 15 for three-week market trends. Um, but I was not really able to understand why. Um, and that is making mechanized production from either revolt. And this uh, is actually both Europe and US opportunity. So currently, this is covered by the buy lists, um, and it has been picking up traction where the buy lists are creeping up from the pre-COVID prices. Uh, the US retail side has been floating around that $8 price tag uh, with, light, with LP copies from TTG from $350 to $4. But then you're really looking at most of the near mint copies around that $5 mark. Um, Europe is kind of similar. We have them a little bit cheaper from $250, $265, ranging up to €4. Euro. So we do have slightly more quantity available over here. And the, the buy list is covered at $4. So it's it's a fairly safe buy. It's, it's not like you're going to be able to make money straight off of it. But there's no real uh, short-term reprint, reprint looking in for this. Uh, the buy list has been creeping back up. And because this is one of the few mythics that didn't really get affected by COVID. If you follow the graphs back for about 14 months now, it's uh, steadily gone up. There is also some talk of um, artifacts which are going to be promoted in uh, the Double Masters. There's been talk about zero amount artifacts and a sub-artifact theme coming. So it's just one of these cards which is just constantly showing in our growth and it's just going to be a solid pick four to six months out. Probably looking to pick up about 20 copies of this in the $5 to $4 range and just sit on them until Christmas. And then retail-wise, these will creep up around that $15 mark. And long-term for myself is Polyraptor from Rivals of Ixalan, just basic non-foil. 
And th this is once again both EU and US, even though there is a higher volume in the EU. It's It comes from my pet set being Rivals. I've been following rival singles for some time now. It's probably my favorite sealed packaging at the moment. There just seems to be a really large amount of demand from this dinosaur-based set. It's always been, it was always a $6 card. And then about a year ago, it just jumped dramatically from six to 12 in retail. And then as things do, when they stagger up that high, they slowly come back down and it sat in that seven to $8 range. Um, but similar to mechanized production, when COVID hit, this card, began to move slowly in the market, but the retail just crept up a little bit each week. And uh, the, the pattern is steadily increasing. Lots of demand for the rivals of Ixlon um, dinosaurs. You can probably get out on these in 12 months time in that 15 to $17 range, hoping for $20, but we'll be realistic and aim for 15. So you can go and buy yourself anywhere from 10 to 12 copies at the moment and just sit on them for a year. You're not going to really lose out on these. Those are definitely sounding like some really solid picks right now. Um, Charlie, what are what are you seeing that that really brings some some new ideas? Well, uh, me, me and Bacon uh, were discussing all the Godzilla alt art from uh, Ikoria, and uh, when he shared his picks with me, I was already looking at uh, Ghidorah, King of the Cosmos. Uh, Luna Apex of Wishes, uh, both foil and non-foil for the short term. Uh, I've seen multiple people asking or selling them very fast, uh, around uh, 45, 70, 75 uh, for the foil and 45 for the non-foil on Facebook. So both of the versions are easily flippable. On, on social media, I believe. I, I did so as well. I've been flipping Godzilla cards for the last couple of weeks. Complete sets, uh, foils, non-foils. Uh, the product is very hot. Uh, I've spoken with a couple of uh, big book openers and they sold through like almost all of the uh, foil uh, box toppers that they had. And that's like, you're talking about a thousand copies total so checking tcg low for these uh it's around 70 for the non-foil and almost 100 for the foil version the buy list is a bit it, it i think it's back down this week uh on ck because it's 35 and 30 or 45 for the non-foil non and foil but uh ck is out of stock on both of the versions, uh, around 70 and 90. And I think the, the card is even playable in, in either Commander or uh, in a regular deck, uh, which helps it a lot. Uh, it's a beautiful card in foil, and I believe the foil version is much more popular than the, the, the rarer non-foil version, because the non-foils are only available in the Collector's Booster, and uh, not in the normal product. Uh, so that's something to consider. Um, and I think you can't really go wrong when buying these in Europe uh, because you can buy them for roughly $27 Euro for the non-foil and around 50 for the foil version. It was a lot cheaper a week ago. 
uh, I've been spamming the band Discord uh, every day. Like, this is free money. People should buy these. And I think uh, some of the guys that do uh, European arbitrage are buying them at the moment. So it's a short window, but it's guaranteed money. Um, for the midterm, uh, I was looking at Icoria cards that have large quantities posted on card market and the Erie Ultimatum and also probably similar trajectory as the Runus Ultimatum. Both of them you can buy like big stacks of 20 or more copies on card markets uh, below the $1 mark uh, shipped and CK Buy list cash is already at 150, uh, and they're taking more than 400 copies of each of them. So, uh, if you want to fill up your cart uh, with a couple of copies from big vendors, uh, it's it's a great way to uh, max out your cart, tuck them away for a couple of months, or just instantly flip them to see key uh, buy list. I think. These are the two ultimatums that are the most popular because I checked the other ones and they're all trash uh, with pilot backing. So yeah, you this, you can consider this short term because there's money to be made immediately. Uh, but I think you can't go wrong in putting them away for a couple of months and checking the buy list uh, occasionally. For the long term, and it's it's hot of the presses, and I have to. Uh, give credits where credits are due. Uh, the people from Conviction Gaming were on the spoilers today of the course, the new core set. And one of the cards that they mentioned and so something I regularly track uh, is Brimas, King of Orescos, uh, the non-foil. Uh, it's been a steady gainer for the last couple of months. Like it's it's been going up since Throne of Eldraine. And um, with the new spoilers, uh, focusing on uh, like a new cats and dogs lord, uh, I think Primas uh, will get some renewed interest. It's always been a popular casual card, I think, because I can't really keep it in stock. Every time I put it on, in, uh, I list it on card market, it's gone uh, within a week. And I checked with the the Card Kingdom buy list, and they're offering 11.25 cash on it. And TCG low is around 17, and Card Kingdom is out of stock since this afternoon, I believe. At let me check because I was looking at that. Yeah, they're out of stock at 20 20 bucks. You can get multiple play sets for 11 dollars each shipped. Um, so buy two play sets, tuck them away, hope it doesn't get reprinted in any of the million products that they're releasing this uh, this next six months, and you should be golden because I think this card can be can can be in a twenty twenty five dollar card without a reprint the next year. So and going off on bacon his uh, dinosaur picks. I think Rivals of Ixalan, the sealed boxes, are really something to consider. Uh, just buy a box. It really feels like uh, the, the new Kaladesh 
uh, boxes. And I think these will be easily be $140, $150 uh, within a year, these boxes, because supply is dwindling uh, on these. Uh, people are talking about it. Uh, I think uh, our uh, great friend at Rudy uh, at Alpha Investments also mentioned them. So, yeah. If if sealed is your thing, I think Rivals Vixland uh, sealed booster boxes are great to buy now. That sounds like some great picks there, Charlie. I really appreciate your your sharing. Uh, Wolf, what have you to add from your newspaper and the uh, research that you've done over the last fifteen minutes? <laughs> well, that was fifteen minutes when we got started. We're we're uh, forty five minutes in. Uh, so I have plenty of time now to do research, and uh, I actually think I'm going to make it rain a little bit with specs at the end here. But uh, walking through uh, in the same templating, uh, I'd say short term, uh, if you haven't really noticed, Karlov of the Ghost Council uh, out of Commander 2015. This is a white and black legendary creature spirit advisor. Uh, if you look on TCG right now, um, it looks like there's you know, 23 listings and they ramp up from $16 up to 25 It happened pretty quickly. This is just one, another one of those single printing cards that, uh, for whatever reason, we don't really seem to have a lot of supply of. Uh, if you have any other Wolf. website... Like Wolf, mm -hmm. I'm just wondering, can can you repeat the name of that card? I, I, I missed it, and I'm trying to do a search for it. And... Oh, sure, absolutely. Uh, Karlov of the Ghost Council. Okay. Okay. Yep. That's out of Commander 2015. Um, so this is a card that is pretty much $25, and nobody has really caught on to it. So um, this is one that I think in the short term is going to pop up uh, probably in the next week or so on MTG Stock. And uh, kind of surprise a bunch of people, but uh, you can see that ramp up here pretty clearly. Uh, another one, I'm going to switch to my midterm here, and this one's kind of corroborated with me with personal sales. Uh, and that would be Cryptolith Rite out of Shadows over Innistrad. This is the green enchantment where I teach any creature can um, tap and add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Uh, I've been selling these all week at $11 per. There are very few copies currently left on the market. I think it's kind of funny that the uh, the foil and the normal price have no differential between each other, which I think is kind of weird for a card that is uh, uh, of this age, but uh, I think it's kind of important to note. This is just a card that EDH players are eating up. Clearly, there's not enough supply in our market. If you look on any website outside of TCG or in the EU, um, actually, I think the EU was pretty dry as well, but... Um, this is just one that is going to see continued growth in like the next three to six months. You're going to make a couple bucks per copy that you have on this. So uh, my long-term spec here, which is going to be probably a little bit more immediate for the EU guys, is Sashiro the Anointed. Uh, so I've been watching this one for over a month now as supply uh, slowly drains from the market. Um, and so Sashiro the Anointed out of Champions of Kamigawa is the legendary creature Snake, Snake Monk, uh, which I was actually kind of worried was going to get reprinted. Uh, but actually, I noticed uh, in Mark Rosewater's address to us today for Core 2021, he mentioned that he couldn't get Kamigawa back as a block, but he could get us Azusa. 
And so to me, the first thing that that screened was pretty much Kamigawa specs are pretty safe, at least for, I guess, another year, because I think Zendikar is supposed to be next. So um, this card right here has seen actually a surprising amount of drain. Oh, that's true. Uh, but it's seen a surprising amount of drain here over the past month from 84 listings down to 50, down to 20. And now finally, we've got this one copy for $23 on TCG for a lightly played copy. Um, I don't, I really don't think it's going to sell at this price, but you can buy these in the EU right now for three euros. So a little context for you. This is definitely um, NA snake demand. Uh, somebody just mentioned to me, <laughs> Coda that it could show up in uh, Jumpstart and one of those booster-themed decks. Uh, it was definitely probably printed long enough ago that they might have included it. Uh, but now this is going to be a money card for that set, weirdly enough. Uh, so this would be one that I think, uh, if it does avoid Jumpstart, it is definitely one that's going to continue to appreciate even when uh, vendors re-enter their inventory and a lot of direct sellers come back. This is not a card that I would expect a lot of supply to re-enter the market. So uh, this would definitely be one that I would be saying to use to round out your orders. If you see it around, definitely throw it in there. Uh, the demand is there. People just are really sleeping on it. So uh, definitely one to keep an eye on. Uh, not really sure when it's going to solidify its increased price value, but it's definitely uh, definitely due here. Um, then just as a kind of side anecdote here, because I don't want all of these picks to get eaten up by the the eu monsters that we know who can buy lots and lots of copies really quickly not pointing any names or naming any breakfast items like bacon um but if you are na based as i think i am one of the few people here who's completely na based uh just a couple other cards to keep on your radar would be firelit thicket out of shadowmore which is the red green filter land i believe um toxic deluge out of eternal masters Sadisi Undead Vizier out of Dragons of Tarkir. Uh, and lastly, Lord of Extinction from Alara Reborn. Um, all of these cards are cards whose retail price is currently in flux. And as Card Kingdom's buy list comes back, uh, you might notice that the buy list value is over $1.50 higher than retail on a number of sites. So that would just be one, to, or I guess a few cards to to keep on your radar just in general moving forward. Uh, thanks, Wolf. Uh, appreciate that. Coda, from from your perspective with all the arbitrage that you're doing right now, uh, what have you seen to be some some great opportunities for people to get in on uh, short, mid, and long term? So uh, as usual, I, I will combine my medium and, and longer uh, term. And I will start with the short, and it will be extremely short. Uh, uh, with my tools uh, today, I spotted uh, uh, Eternal Scourge as a short as a short-term investment in foiling, especially. I discovered that thanks to the discussion uh, that we did on uh, in our, on our Discord, uh, it it is a, a base for a food 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 chain combo, and a lot of EDH uh, uh, players are. Uh, picking it up, uh, sorry, CEDH players are picking it up so that they can basically exile it with the uh, food chain, get an extra mana, and get cast it again, get infinite storm count and infinite mana at the same time. And it looks like the fo the normal foil uh, has not yet moved 
much, but there is a very nice ramp and a lot of the prices are hidden by the uh, high, high shipping cost. Uh, but if you see the, the other one, the, the Pro Elise card, uh, it is uh, uh, already $15 cards. Uh, as usual, I don't believe that it is a price that it would maintain for a long time, but if you're able to retrieve a few, um, a few copies at a cheap price, you're probably in for a double up in, in the very short term. Uh, it's important to say that I think this card is a promo pack coming up uh, with Korea. Uh, so it, it, it will be a very, a, a very short window, but still a, a window. And uh, uh, for my medium long term, I, I would like to recommend uh, uh, literally cats and dogs. Just go all in. <laughs> if you see a cat, uh, a cheap cat, a cheap uh, dog, just take it. Just use it to fill in your uh, your cart. There are so many good uh, ones that uh, um, uh, can work in, in in this sort of decks. Uh, there is the new uh, uh, cat uh, cat and dog commander that generates uh, one once every 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 time you cast uh, one of such creatures. There are um, cats that buff the, your 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 whole team, like uh, King of the Pride. Uh, there are there are silly specs like uh, uh, zodiac uh, dog. I have fond appreciation to everything that is zodiac. Uh, it like this year was the the, the year of the red and zodiac red was by listing for seven dollars. So uh, like when when you're speculating on on, on a theme of a deck, uh, I, I recommend people they should think out of the box, or in this case they should think out of the fox. And uh, <laughs> And uh, uh, just put your put themselves into the, the the mindset of people who is building the deck, and it will not be does not have to be extremely strong. It needs to be fun, and a cat that is buffing your or, or a dog that is buffing your your other pets or dogs, it's going to be a very fun play. So that's uh, my recommendation. Just go on Scryfall, search for T colon uh, cat or dog, and just join us with with the ones you like. Oh uh, yeah, well. A lot of changelings can be also targeted. We were discussing that on on the on the Discord server, especially on in, on color uh, to the new commanders. So it's uh, red, green, and white. Yeah, and I've oh, really appreciated sense. I've really appreciated the the cats and dogs pick as well. Um, I'm already hearing rumors fly from local players of of people being desperate to find any cats and dogs right now um it may be an uh, an easy out locally to get into some of the m21 cards that uh, as we get back into stores happening uh to be able to trade out of cats and dogs and get into uh some other specs from m21 yeah i think the what what coda was mentioning that uh think outside of the box i'm not making the same fun um that uh, casual players, they they really love their casual decks and cards. Like we have people in our Discord server that have a pony deck. I'm not calling names, but everybody knows who it is. But um, so yeah, don't don't underestimate the casual people playing Magic, and because it's it's most of the Magic players are playing it casually. It's also worth just noting that uh, certain erratas like um, Hound, which was errated to dogs so on. Yeah, I think that was in the in the release notes, right, of the supporters today that they errata they will errata the hound to dogs. Is is it just hound? Is there anything else on the errata, or is it just hound? 
uh, no, I, I, I stopped reading announcements from Wizards. So this is all hearsay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we definitely need to start thinking outside the Fox and start thinking about some of the, the longer term, term specs that we have. And, uh, part of, part of that, uh, Part of that story time that we have and part of thinking a little bit outside of, of the norm is to be able to start asking uh, what what have been what have been the wins, what have been the losses, what have been your favorite stories over the last year uh, for Magic Arbitrage for buying and selling cards. Uh, and I think that's really where we want to land uh, in the next few weeks. I, I have to admit uh, Although I have not sold the card yet, I had purchased a card from Charlie uh, about two months ago for a local player. And uh, the guy, you know, after getting fired from one job and having to pick up a, a second job, uh, couldn't afford the card anymore. And I just scratched my head and went, well, you can go on unemployment for a few weeks and pick up this card. And <laughs> he said... He said, and I quote, uh, $280, I think, is a little overinflated for a guy's cradle. And uh, <laughs> I am I am now waiting to sell this guy's cradle at $460. Uh, and it's it's light play, and it's beautiful. And that, that's that's one of my favorite stories right now. I had somebody offer me uh, $250 on it on Facebook Marketplace. And I just, I just went, uh, no. Uh, but... Uh, Wolf, what what have been some of your favorite stories over the past few week, uh, past few weeks and years uh, of Magic Arbitrage? Uh, I mean, I feel like the biggest, uh, I think honestly, the best stories that I have are just the meeting people halfway across the world who I can pick up a conversation with um, just about a topic, even though I've never met them, and I can have like a really good conversation with them uh, for hours on end. I mean, I think my entire connection with the server kind of originated uh, through Noxon or the Inn. Uh, and that was just because um, I originally met him because he's uh, based out of the EU. Um, so obviously I'm in NA. So we were swapping cards for the first uh, three to six months. And I think that uh, just that relationship of, of just knowing knowing somebody on that side of the pond has really really, really helped me uh, understand the differences. It's also really helped me uh, get cards across. Uh, I know very recently, speaking of the guy's cradle, uh, since the post between Japan and uh, North America is down, I just had to ship an incredibly large order from Japan to Germany, from Germany to the US. Uh, and I'll tell you right now, your guy's cradle should move very, very swiftly. I listed mine in a similar condition and it moved at 500 within six hours of me listing it. So that, uh, th that run right there. Yeah. That's full on bragging, but those are, those are the fun stories you get out of the EU. Bacon. Have you had any stories that you would like to share? At, at the moment, we've kind of turned over a new leaf in the group and we've launched the, the new Patreon tiers and we've got the master of coins who go through and use uh coders arbitrage tools so they can go in find out which stores are basically selling something for cheaper than another store and you can essentially move cards between stores without having to have them touch your hands official term that is called drop shipping but that's been really helpful for me being in europe and what i wanted to do was kind of just like a beta test i, I wanted to try using the new tools before we opened the 
properly. And so I ran a really simple, I think I had $11.70 worth of Card Kingdom credit. And I wanted to kind of see where where I could get that to with it within a month. I started around 15th of, uh, 15th of May and I wanted to see how far I'd get coming into like halfway into June. I started with my $11.70 using the tools, and I believe I did four transactions in total. And my $11.70 credit turned into $37 worth of um, Abu Abu credit. How much was that? Um, it went $11.70 turned into 37 Abu credit. And then I took that 37 of Abu credit, and I went to a miniature market where I was able to actually get a really good deal on some, some like, like they had them as slightly played or, or lightly played judge foils, which got graded as near mint. I was able to turn that uh, credit into 117. Then I was able to send that 117 back to uh, Card Kingdom for about 160 worth of singles. And then I eventually found a really good deal with a whole bunch of random basic foil lands from different sets that were almost a double up opportunity for miniature market credit. So I sent the 160 odd credit back across to miniature market and I ended up having $287.11 because that, that was the amount of the gift voucher that I got. Then I took my $287, which started at $11 credit, bought myself a box of Japanese. Uh, a Coria collector boosters, <laughs> miniature market, and they even paid express shipping so I could get it sent to uh, Chris actually Wolf. So that's on your way to you now. And before it even got to you, someone in our Discord in Charlie decided he wanted to buy my box. So got two hundred and fifty euro out of it. So at fourteen days, five transactions, never touched a card, never touched any money. I ended up with two hundred and fifty. So for the uninitiated, welcome to the grind. You bounced off like eight different vendors to get that to work. Ugh, it really hard. didn't feel like a lot of work. Like at most, you probably spend half an hour to an hour browsing between the retail buy list of one site and buy list of the other. But that that time is shortened drastically because all that code is developed. So I was able to shoot you just affiliate links and click on each buy and sell. Built the built the cart in ten minutes, and it's just important that you make sure you have the right information on there, so that when say Card Kingdom is selling to Abu, when Abu gets it, they understand they're receiving a package from Card Kingdom, but it's actually for for myself, so it'll have my full name and my email address. It'll have the right buy list order number. It's just really important that both parties that you can kind of communicate between the both parties, so that they understand what's going on. Because if you just miss one bit of it really slows down the process. And just a, a full disclaimer, I'm not buying everybody's failed arbitrage boxes. I just wanted the Ikoria Collectors boxes in Japanese and everybody was sold out. So <laughs> <laughs> don't don't add me, guys. I'm not buying everything. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> one of the things that, that I've appreciated about uh, this arbitrage opportunity is is how speedy we can make some things. At the same time, uh, I'm waiting for my first uh, drop ship to actually clear. Um, I, I did my first one three weeks ago. And uh, I sent cards from Channel Fireball to Card Kingdom. 
um, and I am waiting in limbo for Card Kingdom to uh, process everything. Uh, so it, it just takes time sometimes. Uh, I really appreciate how quickly you were able to move things, though, Bacon. Do you find that, that moving between uh, Miniature Market and Abu to be something that's a little bit easier to do, or uh, are you... Yeah, mainly because before I started the little journey, I kind of reached out to find out what shipping times are like and card kingdom does have quite a bit of delay and i was very lucky that one of my transactions only lasted about 48 hours in card kingdom um but in, in communicating with both miniature market and Abu games they appear to be running business as as per normal and they're able to kind of respond by email within two to three hours of my questions and they're able to uh, confirm the buy list being sent out within 24 hours and, and make sure that everything was approved. So back and forth between them worked really quickly. And now we've also included uh, Cool Stuff Inc. as well. We've got more detail for Channel Fireball and then Strike Zone's also getting online. So it's it's a bit tricky now because we are in this closed-off market. But if we're already making these steps right now, just imagine how fast things are going to be in two months' time when the markets are fully reopened. That seems pretty interesting to me. Uh, how are you in communication with, with Miniature Market and Abu? Are you uh, emailing them, or is it just in the packaging orders that you're uh, clarifying the information? Uh, Miniature Market is great because they have this little, uh, uh, in their buyback tab, they have a little tab attached to it for communication. You can click on it, and it's almost like a virtual chat session. You can post your question in there, and they get back to you really quickly. Um, and then other sites like Avu and Card Kingdom, but they have their own support network, and it really just depends on how snowed under they are, like how how much they have to deal with. I found Avu is very quick within about six hours. I know that Card Kingdom is short on staff at the moment, so their services are restricted. Sometimes it takes them two days to get back in touch, but when things are running smoothly, you could reach out via the support networks and get a response within that day, and that was pre-COVID, so I can only imagine it will go back to that in the future. I think a lot of the stores are running on Skeleton Crew still. So I think even Card Kingdom mentioned somewhere in a email, I'm not sure if I'm sharing paywall information or not, but it's it's old already, that they had people not returning to, to work uh, because of the relief system they have in uh, uh, they have in place now in the USA. So ground troops working uh, on order picking made money made more money staying at home than actually coming back to work so yeah that's a, that's a great system and it wouldn't even surprise me if they started doing their own arbitrage yeah <laughs> come free from home Koda you've uh, you've been at this as well with arbitrage do you have any stories to to tell us uh, uh maybe some amazing things that have been going on in in moving cards from one place to another yes uh actually <clears throat> i've been like arbitrage has been my main source of mtg finance for the longest time and having like um like what i was really what i was really do is finding like good uh edh cards that were undervalued in uh, uh, in Europe and just get them and then have uh, whenever I visited the uh, Europe I took them back and then put them back here and usually th those were still a good uh, a good amount of worth but then with the with this uh, uh, pandemic situation which by by which uh, 
basically forced everybody to stay in, in, in their own country. I had to, to change uh, my, my views on the subject. And as Bacon said, uh, it's, I had to turn a new leaf and focus more on the North American market. And uh, after meeting, uh, you know, Wolf and uh, uh, Noxing and uh, other uh, developers uh, in this uh, small but very strong community that I appreciate every day, um, we were uh, like we were. I decided to build this uh, this tool that became uh, the website uh, in order that we could uh, we, we could look at uh, the opportunities that were within our reach. And the, I'm 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 uh, I'm glad that uh, um, we can offer this uh, um, service now. Like we reached <laughs> we reached to the point that uh, from uh, basically nothing to a full-fledged website uh, with different tires. Uh, of access and in six months, and we, we know that uh, uh, other platforms are still waiting for tools. I believe that this 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 tool is can be. I, I believe it can um, can rival existing uh, solutions. And what I find incredible, I, I, as I mentioned uh, in um, on um, on Discord, is that uh, despite having now a group of people that are continuously picking the arbitrage opportunities they just won't stop like the stores need the cards and with no uh, no uh, event happening in 2020 arbitrage like by list uh, and these drop sheets will be the only way to source for them for, to source the cards they want and we're not judging what what Kyle wants we are happy to, to oblige them like i feel like everybody's happy in this in this picture because stores sell cards that would they, they wouldn't otherwise move because of the they serve a different audience and stores receive cards that they actually move, they actually can move and can actually sell for a profit. And we are in between, we are the facilitators. So everybody in the picture is happy because they are selling more. And if there, the more, the more, the, the more cards are around and move and change ends, uh, the more, the better is for the entire MTG community. And this is, uh, this is bringing me to, to think like, what will happen in six months after we, we've had the, the tool, the MTG Band website, uh, running for six months. Like, uh, there will be, will the prices be cheaper? Uh, because we know that uh, we will take an, uh, an arbitrage opportunity even for a lower amount, or will it be higher? Because uh, we can serve, because the stores will need the cards in order to serve their audience. And this is a, a there are pros and cons on on this subject, and I don't have an answer to this. And if everybody has an opinion. Uh, please uh, reach out. Um, I, I, I do believe that the, the more uh, cards uh, are circulating, the better. The last thing we want is a card going into a collection and uh, never move move it again. We want the cards to, to, to move around and uh, we're happy to serve the community with the, with the arbitrage opportunities. And if you're a store and you're interested in facilitating receiving cards and buy lists, let us know and we will hook you up uh, very quickly and we like like our, our our team showed that it was it is possible to add the stores relatively frequently i i have to admit i had a bit of a buffer <laughs> now it's going to be everything is going to be take a bit more time but it is possible to add new stores and new new opportunities and as a matter of fact the master of coin will expand only when there will be new stores because we don't want people to uh, step on each other's toes, both in arbitrage opportunities and on final targets. Just to, today, I, I was happy that, uh, to, to hear that Bacon got uh, 
he's he's, he's a Japanese box. I got uh, a few boxes as well of other sealed collection. I was really happy. Um, I've been hearing a lot of very positive feedback from the community, uh, the, from the Masters of Coins. I'm really grateful. Sorry if I can't respond to every single of them. Uh, we just went with um, the minimum viable product uh, and we are iterating over it and constantly improve it for the community. Thank, thank you everybody who joined the Patreon. And yeah, that is my update on the stories. So being able to hear from Coda that he's uh, absolutely enthralled with how his tools have, have started helping people make money and being able to see arbitrage happen uh, from store to store, but then also to be able to move things around uh, to our different clients uh, or, or even other players that are around us has been a great opportunity for me uh, to, to be able to hand cards to local players. Um, and Coda's right. We we have a whole bunch of tools. We have a whole bunch of people that care about MTG finance, and they care about players being ha uh, being able to have cards in hand. Uh, one of the partners that I've worked with in the past uh, has been Charlie, and uh, we've had uh, a couple of different transactions happen. But Charlie, uh, you are in a unique situation of running events and having to start up in the next few weeks, but then also having arbitrage opportunities happen across uh, from EU to the US, but then also from the EU into the Netherlands itself, uh, and even more so uh, from store to store that you work with. How are you managing arbitrage uh, and what kind of stories do you have uh, about amazing things happening in MTG arbitrage? Yeah, the, the, the main thing that that is happening now is I think Koda also mentioned it is that everybody is looking for cards and a lot of the vendors like the big vendors that I work with uh, they are noticing sort of a shortage on specific cards and people not turning in specific uh, cards like uh, like for myself it's 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 been insane with collection buying and pushing products to the to America I, I have people that are helping me uh, through this community uh, with with selling off specific items you're also uh, handling like church promos so that that's like the last couple of weeks have been insane but it's also I think very much needed that that cards needs to move and with like the lack of GPS that you will have the next one and a half year I think to be honest I think some of the companies and, and vendors need to rediscover how they will move cardboard uh, in between continents. And like what, what what Koda did with his tool sort of simplifies the the hard work that you have to do uh, with that tool. And that I think that's amazing because if you look at our competitors in the in the market, uh, we have actually working tools within six months of our like little group that started so I, I think that's insane and i think people are starting to notice that what we're doing is actually pretty groundbreaking and i, I think we're we must be very proud of what we have accomplished i think we sort of like what what bacon started uh, is is like connecting the 
the different continents with each other. Like there's a lot of people currently buying in on the EU market because of our group, and I I welcome it because it's it's insane the the opportunities that people have in uh, in Europe, and it sort of feels like cheating sometimes with, with stuff that we do in Europe, like Wolf mentioned is. Uh, what was it? The Shishiro, the anointed. Yeah, I I bought like 20 from local stores already for three, four euros. <laughs> so it's 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 like with the data and the, the expertise of all the people that we have in our group, it's it's insane what we can accomplish. And that's that's probably the, the best success story that I have the amazing people that we have around us and like of course it, it's for me it's i think it's easier to access cards because i also work with a couple of vendors but if if you just have a card market account i think you're the world is your oyster so keep keep on doing what we're doing and i think we have a, a great future ahead i tend to agree uh i I often consider myself pretty pretty new to MTG Finance, but I've been doing this for almost a year now exclusively in uh, buying and selling Magic cards, uh, you know, alongside of judging and uh, trying to make new judges. And one of the things that I've noticed is that uh, the ability to partner with each other to improve our ability to buy and sell cards is where we need to be at. Uh, being able to have arbitrage partners uh, in the EU, the US, uh, potentially in the uh, in the Asia Pacific region, uh, those would all be great things to have and all all be great things to, to be a part of. And I really appreciate uh, where every single one of us is coming from. And it, it gives us kind of a, a good perspective on how to partner with each other. And it forces us to examine how we can work together to build a community. Um, with the expansion of ban in the last several uh, in the last week, uh, we've seen a lot of people come into our into our discord. And one of the things that I've appreciated is is when people bring something to the table uh, where they have a positive perspective, where they can actively engage and encourage each other and show where they found specs or where they found cards that are about to grow or uh, more information about how cards could grow in the future. Uh, what we want is to encourage each other to uh, buy and sell magic cards uh, and to make money doing it and to be able to reach our own individual goals while doing it. And uh, as long as we keep that focus, things get a whole lot easier for us. So as we, as we are, are kind of coming, it seems like coming to the end of story time, does anybody else have any other stories that they would like to share? Uh, I had a, a recent one with, uh, <laughs> which I felt a bit bad about. Okay, uh, Charlie. I um, Coda not uh, notified me on, uh, I think it was Holy Ground or no, this was the, the green card. Uh, that was a it was a anomaly in the the Card Kingdom buy list. Do you know the, what the card was, Coda? It was a hunting ground. Oh, hunting grounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. Koda was like, okay, what's happening with Hunting Grounds? And I was like, I, I have no clue because the, the buy list was really out of whack. It, I think it was offering the, the foil price uh, on the non-foil 
I think that was that was it. Yeah, yeah, that was and, it. Yeah, yeah, and, and and like Car Kingdom, they are known to always honor their buy list, even if stuff is is wrong or mislisted. I never heard anything about them not honoring it. So Coda was like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm shipping them some, and I was like, okay, let me check if I can get a couple of copies from local uh, local for my local vendors that I work with, and and ship it out as well. And that was a couple of months ago. Uh, so I shipped out, I think, 20 copies or 18 copies to them uh, around, and they were offering 19 dollars cash or something. And I I bought them in Europe for two or three euros each so okay i submitted the buy list uh, i like what i do a lot of it with uh, card kingdom is i don't uh, track it because tracking from the netherlands is crazy expensive it's like 25 euros uh, for a small little package so i just put some stamps on it and was like okay uh, if they don't arrive it's 50 euros gone if they do arrive it's it's crazy so and then COVID happened and it took forever like i think it was on its way for two and a half months so i was like okay yeah they, they lost it it's it's gone and last week somehow it arrived and within two days ck honored the entire buy list and i was like okay i, I was already like this is gone and I made a, a wrong bet and this is just karma that it's getting lost. And <laughs> it was, yeah, I was like, okay, this is the, the, the it's like a small amount. It's like $250, but it's, I, you can be so happy if <laughs> something like that works out because of Coda just scraping data. And he's like, okay, I found an anomaly. What do you think? And I was like, okay, yeah, let, just, just let's try it, you know, see what, what happens. And it all works out at the end, but it, that that's that's what I mean with it feels like cheating because because of the data that we have, because of the stuff that we check every single day, uh, you will fetch out that sort of stuff, and it it almost feels like taking advantage of of, of something. But looking at Car Kingdom and looking at the business that we bring them, it's it's a tiny speck on on the whole business that we do with them so yeah that was something uh i i thought it was fun because i was really really expecting to just lose the the 20 cards but it all worked out at the end i, I have to add that uh, the the trade-off between the buying cost and the trade in the the outcome uh was really worth the gamble in, in either case yeah yeah, yeah indeed it was, and... was just a stupid amount <laughs> But I actually remember what what you told me. Like, uh, don't uh, don't spam them. Uh, like, be respectful of the of the bodies. Yeah. Like, we we like that's a very good point that uh, uh, we need to always remember. Like, if we see a good price, uh, uh, use it, but don't abuse it. Uh, no, don't ship them three hundred copies. <laughs> yeah, because in, the, in that way, like, it, it's it's not more of a spec. It, it it's actually damaging. And yeah. we have actually had an incident with the ABU games where everybody, they had a, a mistake. We acted upon it too much and they didn't honor it or they honor it only up to a point. Yeah. And so that, that's also a good point. That's a good advice for everybody starting uh, dropshipping and arbitrage. Don't abuse the system. Just use it to, 
uh, as in, in addition to your uh, to your MTG fan skills. Yeah, because when you start abusing it, they will learn and they will adapt and change stuff. You can and be sure. I'm, I'm noticing a direct parallel to to web scraping and, and being respectful of who you're buying and selling from here. Yeah, you could you could say that being respectful helps a lot in general. <laughs> Go figure that being a nice person would in, would allow you to continue to do business. Oh, well, it's not a given in NG finance. We all know that. So. Well, you learn very quickly which vendors are professional, and I'm not going to name anybody who does it poorly, but I will definitely compliment the people who do it well, and uh, no way sponsored, but Card Kingdom is the pinnacle of just how a business, I think, at least in my opinion, like should be run. If they make a mistake, they own it, and they'll fix it, and they'll ask that you don't do it again, um, but you know, they, they put their hand up in the air and say, this was our mistake, uh, thank you for not completely abusing it but we understand that this is on us for even letting it happen uh you know we're gonna move forward with this and as long as everybody is you know agrees to that and, and is respectful you can move forward uh you'll see if you do this uh for longer than a couple of weeks uh most vendors don't do that in fact you'll get a lot of angry emails asking especially when you start uh, on certain vendors who require that you uh await their approval which is totally fine uh, the thing that I don't like that will happen a lot and uh, don't don't answer back to them when they do this, but if they start asking you, why are you buying this? What should be the right price for my inventory? Um, don't don't do that. That's <laughs> I, I, I want to be respectful, but at the same time, you know, it's it's on the, the vendor and the employer to price their inventory correctly. Um, it's not on you. Uh, so obviously don't abuse the system. Uh, but also don't do literally somebody else's job for them. Um, I will say, though, with the, the arbitrage tools, uh, I get messages since we have a lot of people around the world. Uh, I enjoy waking up to about a dozen messages. And one that I woke up to this morning, which made me happy, was that, uh, and this is um, a really weird turn of phrase, but it, it made me laugh at 6 a.m. when I was pretty much still asleep. And that was... Uh, using the newspaper and ban is like fishing with dynamite might be the greatest thing since sliced bread. <laughs> <laughs> that, that put a real smile on my face, I'm not going to lie. Even oh, just following goodness. up on uh, what you were stating there, Wolf, I had that scenario today where I was using the lesser vendors and that exact scenario happened. Like I was looking through the, the strike zone buy list and just I, I saw all the numbers and, just, and thought there is either something wrong with this information or it hasn't been updated for a while or it's been updated poorly and i actually reached out asking um, the owner of the store could they just uh, go through their Acoria singles page on their buy list because there seems some rather large discrepancies and i was more than happy to fill their order if that's what they wanted because they had some stuff on there that were like the the big one that i found was um at uh Titanoth Rex. I remember what the I think it's called Titanoth Rex is the actual card. I can't remember the Godzilla version. But they were buying foil copies of it at five dollars and they were buying twenty-nine copies. But then when I looked on card market, these things are sixty cents, eighty cents. And I know that about a week prior to that there had been a large demand on that card, so I thought maybe it's just an outdated buyer list because I know they're not fully operational. 
I just reached out to him and just said, look, can you just clarify all these numbers here? I don't want to go and make this commitment if you won't be able to honor it. And sure enough, he, he responded to me within an hour. and said that, uh, thanks for bringing that to my attention. There was multiple things that were wrong with that entire page. So he went through and he said, I fixed up all the prices, fixed up um, the, the allocations. You should be able to go ahead. When I went, when, when I went back and had a look at um, arrangements, price hadn't changed. He changed the volume by about six copies of cars. I'm still looking for 50 odd copies. Um, but everything was now validated. So I could just go ahead that buy list and just be on my way there was no awkwardness around he was kind of thankful that i pointed it out i was extremely thankful that he didn't follow the market yeah that that's one way how to uh to to do that because i have other examples of stores like shipping in their buy list based on market prices what i believe and just saying yeah uh our buy list is outdated um yeah we'll get back to you and just never ever uh, confirming the buy list or getting back to you. And that was like a, a not a very big buy list, but it was roughly 300 cards that I already pulled, of course, <laughs> uh, because normally they just honor the buy list. And they were like, okay, yeah, don't don't send us that stuff because um, yeah, we haven't touched the buy list the last couple of weeks. So yeah. We have to update it and that was a month ago and i just disabled the pile like a couple of days ago and went on with my life but yeah it, it's strange how some of the the vendors in the world operate operate it's, on that level I, I mean, yeah I, I wouldn't i don't know for me like when i think about it um the first like 10 15 years of like mtg I mean, a lot of these people who own vendors or, or storefronts, they're they're players first and finance second and business third, if at all. Yeah. Uh, the year is, is 2020. And especially now, given social distancing, uh, more than ever, there's a spotlight on e-commerce. And if you didn't see e-commerce sneaking up on us, I'm going to point you to Amazon.com. Um, that that's just me being sassy, but it's just the reality of the world. The the further we we get into this century, and as long as the internet is open the way it is, um, I think more and more business is going to be done this way. I think the coronas coronavirus epidemic has really just rushed people into it a lot sooner than was expected. Uh, that said, you begin to see people who were um, geared towards it already uh and i'm not going to put this as a slight i think this is just a fact at this point card kingdom was by far the vendor best prepared for e-commerce in in order to handle things they still do a ton of uh in-person events but they are the kings of online bios for a reason uh whereas somebody like um channel fireball was still very dependent on in-person events and you're seeing i think here you can't have one or the other uh, and the more these vendors begin to kind of open their eyes to e-commerce, I think the easier and easier uh, arbitrage is going to become, and I think as it should be, uh, which ideally will lead to, I don't think it's going to happen in my lifetime, but it should slowly lead towards even prices around the world, which I think would be nice for everyone. 
but not for us. <laughs> yeah, but we got time. <laughs> I, I'm willing to play the game. I can I can bob and weave. Yeah, but it's strange with like I I, I really understand where where you're coming from because like 40 years ago you wouldn't think you can fly everywhere around the world uh, and and like now you can access anyone in the world uh, through internet and it's it's strange to see the market movement between continents uh, how they are like price differences of of 10 euros on a card that's 14 dollars in the us and three dollars in the, the eu that's that's super weird that it still exists to be honest and and that's, yeah yeah it's fun for me too just because like i mean the people that i talk to every day i talk to a guy in the netherlands i talk to a guy in germany i talk to a guy in ireland i talk yeah. to uh, an italian uh who may or may not be in manhattan or italy at any given time uh, I talked to a guy in Virginia, a guy in Tokyo, and a guy in Florida almost on a daily basis, which is kind of insane. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how the world is connected, and it's it's a matter of time before like you everything is is leveled out, I guess. But it's uh, yeah. As we uh, as we end this session of bandwidth i wanted to take just a few minutes to talk about uh, the state of our world and the conditions that we find ourselves in uh, we have gone from a very difficult time of segregation uh, by virtually being uh, in our own homes uh, you know self-isolating and, and trying to manage our own lives and our own livelihoods and the the trauma of isolation and the trauma of, of being separated from one another has built up. And if we did not manage our emotions well, um, our emotion, our relationships start to degrade and deteriorate over time. Uh, one of those things that has deteriorated is the way that we have treated one another as, as human beings. As we look across uh, the United States and the world, uh, our country and our, the people of the world have responded to some very serious things happening in my neighborhood. Uh, we look across our country and the world and we see people responding uh, in outcry, in disbelief, in heartache at the death of a man. Uh, George Floyd uh, was killed by police officers in uh, the town I grew up in. And as such, uh, we have struggled to manage how we feel. And we have struggled to identify what we can do differently. And uh, even now, as I look across our nation and I look across uh, the pains and hurts of the world, uh, we realize that things are much closer uh, than they ever were before. Um, this past week, uh, I have had the opportunity to, uh, to talk with and struggle with um, my friends of color, my friends of, uh, that have experienced systematic racism in their life and in the lives of people that they love. Uh, one of my good friends adopted two young uh, Haitian children a few years ago. 
And she asked her son, what do you need from me right now? And his response was, I need you to be with me all the time. The pains and hurts of this world, the pains and hurts of our community uh, have come across to every single child, man, woman, and the struggles that we have faced uh, have really impacted our communities and impacted our lives. As I sat and watched uh, Reverend Al Sharpton share yesterday, I was encouraged to hear about the changes that he has seen in the last uh, in the last several years. To go from being a man who was told to go home and uh, hide out in his home and to be afraid of the death of his friends and his family members, even now he has said that things have changed. Uh, Reverend Sharpton was with Dr. Martin Luther King just days before he died. And even now, as we think about the future, we think about what's happening in our communities to see people of all nationalities rising up to stand against systematic racism, to stand up against uh, inequities and injustices has given us a hope and a future that goes beyond this moment. While we are not political in our ideals as a group of band members, we do recognize the value of every human. We do understand that as individuals, we must care for one another and love one another. And I would encourage you even now, my friends, those of you listening, uh, wherever you are, draw your family near. Hold on to your children and teach them what it is to love one another. Encourage them that they are valued as human beings, no matter no matter what their heritage is, no matter what their, their logical ability, no matter what their, what their education is, each human brings value to this world and must be respected as a human being. As I sit here looking out my window, some of our friends have already had to turn off the internet because of protests happening outside their windows. I cannot drive from one end of town to the other without seeing protesters standing in the street. I would call you to stand up for justice, to seek mercy where it's necessary, but most importantly, to love one another deeply. I hope that you have enjoyed this little bit of banter that we've had. I hope that you would join us even now for the next steps that we take as human beings. I would encourage you to stand up for justice, to honor every human being, and to bring love into every situation and into every relationship that you have. Thank you for joining us on Bandwidth. Have a good rest of your day, and may you draw your family near to you.